0: Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, I wanted to talk about what I had said at the beginning of um, the last Thursday episode because I I feel like I've bitten off more than I can chew on that score, and. Before I say anything, the website isn't going away. The website is still there. You can still totally go check it out. But what... I want to be honest with the listener, and I want to be honest with myself. One of the reasons, and that should start, at least, was because I'm me. Explanation. One of the reasons that I... Did not I chose to do a podcast with because although anime is a visual medium, I am not super comfortable in in video. Don't ask me why i I don't get like you know the big sweats when I go up on stage. I do panels every day. And not I do panels every day, but I do um, panels or I used to when we were allowed to you know see other humans more than like two at a time but i used to do panels at an anime at an anime convention in new york city and the whole nine yards i i can i it's not my problem isn't speaking in front of people um i just don't i don't have a personality for oh to be on video, and I've known that about myself for a while, believe me, I, some of the listeners may have experienced my attempts at video, and they're never, they're never great, or they're never where I want them to be, and so I'm not going to be turning the podcast episodes into video, um, because I don't think that that's right for the show, I don't think that I would be able to do what I would want to do with visuals and the audio track of this podcast without way more work than would be tenable for me or anybody, because I've never considered myself a a a quote-unquote content creator. I'm sure there are people who... Would consider me one, including some of you guys listening, but I, I've never been overly fond of the kind of content, especially um, in that comes out from content created in nerd media, especially in anime, and that's part of the reason why I started Lunchbox Radio. Um, If you remember um, the Sunday episodes that was all about why I talk about anime the way I do, I mentioned talking about it from an emotional standpoint, from a less statistically obsessed standpoint. And that holds true because that still certainly holds true because I think I think that so many people who have been into a thing for so long obsess and focus on how to maximize the their outward love for that thing. And I also wanted to on this episode talk about Um, the, like, seasonal grind of, um, of watching anime anime seasonally and trying to keep up with everything and all that fun junk, and what is called professionalizing a hobby. Now, um... When you professionalize a hobby, what that means is that you take something that you've always just done as a hobby that has always been a, a fun pastime for you, and you kind of switch that into something that makes money. If you want an example, the podcast you're listening to right now has made me. Not a huge amount of money, but not an insignificant amount of money like I have paid bills with with ad dollars from the podcast i I just know I have and to some extent that has professionalized the that has professionalized my creation of the podcast for an audience, no matter how small that audience is but the other thing that you need to be really conscious of when you are if you're going to take your fandom and you're going to turn it into something that you want to make money is you need to be careful that you don't a you don't burn yourself out and b you don't go to a place with your fandom that you don't like because generally speaking the people who are the best content creators they they really love what they're doing, and they really love thinking about anime in that way, or thinking about manga in that way, or whatever it is. I, I really love thinking about anime and manga in the way that the podcast sometimes makes me think about it, but I have to consider it in a really serious way. Critical way because I, I've always done that. I've always, I've always noticed. For example, if you look at the um Sunday Edition black and anime, I've always noticed black characters because I'm a person of color in anime. I've always noticed how they've been treated, and I've always had that thought process in the back of my head. The act of having a podcast to put it on is a logical next step, and it's just me having a conversation with you, the listener about my thoughts um the and the um my biggest panel, the biggest panel before panels for anime conventions vanished from the earth was um a exploration of disabled people anime because I am very, very highly functioning a very, very highly functioning physically disabled person. If you've met me before in real life, which some of you which some of you may have, you'd know that, but uh, if you haven't, just know that I am. and the the creation of that panel was about the fact that we had a president who, while running for election at the time, we it was back when Trump was president, um, had chosen to mock disabled people on stage. And I felt so strongly that that was wrong that when I started to think about what I wanted to do about it how I wanted to stand up for myself and other disabled people. I settled on something that I knew I had a lot of knowledge of about, and that was anime and also disabled people in anime a because i I wanted to create a panel advocated for people like me around the world who are are physically disabled but are still very high-functioning and very normal people and A, show, show normal people that, you know, disabled people are not these weirdos who need to be ignored or, you know, pushed to fringes and B, give other disabled otaku in the greater New York area like a panel to come and know the scene and know the heard, and it feel safe for them to ask questions about their own representation in in the medium that isn't super possible when you have a messenger for that panel who it may be a fully able-bodied, you know, deeply normal, for lack of a better term, person. And I will tell you every year that has rewarded me in some way in the form of I had someone with some a mental, mental illness asked me about you know any kind of representation that she could see and I was like you know this show she's like yeah I never finished that show I'm like you should finish that show go finish that show your life will be better and that made me like deeply happy I had my my favorite all time someone coming up to me after the panel still is the young blind woman who came up with her friend who was helping who's like floating her around the convention. Um and she just, you know, thanked me for A doing the panel at all and B when the question came up and if you don't know what the what the obvious question you'd get asked about in um and that panel would be it's what do you think of Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender? Um and I said and I said to the entire crowd and I like gave this woman and her friend a look and was like, Are you cool with doing this? I think I even said, Are you cool with doing this off mic so she could hear it but not tons of other people could hear it. I had her answer. I heard had her actually answer the question in a way that was more that had more weight than I would than I would an, than I would answering it. And at the beginning of that panel I also I take I take I take two I take I take two categories of disabled people. Completely off the table. I take um, people with mental with um, mental disabilities, or um, I take people with mental disabilities, or um, any kind of mental issue completely off the table because that is just a landmine, and it. Um um, for a group of people that, of which I'm included, not do any harm to them, so I just take them, I just, like, up and take them off the table. Um, and I also take the blind off the table, of which this young girl, of which this young lady was, um, totally understanding because they fall into, generally speaking, three or four categories. They either, Fall into not really blind, blind blind warriors or blind oracles, and I I took when I took them when I took the panel through it, initially, the young blind woman, literally in the corner, losing her mind. She was laughing hysterically because she she knew I was right. And it, so those are the kind, so those are the kinds of things that have driven me to do episodes certainly of the Sunday edition, um, and also certain episodes of, um, the certain episodes of the actual podcast proper on Sunday, and it's just... Hmm. I couldn't proper on Sunday. Sorry about that. That was that was my... That was my... Alexa speaking. Um, but... The... Sorry, I don't know that. Long and short of it is that I don't... Want to, A, expand beyond what I can accomplish for you, the listener. And B, I... This is going to sound very selfish. I don't want to do what I don't want to do. And this podcast. For this podcast success. Not just in my eyes. But I'm sure in your eyes. Is that I enjoy doing it. And I enjoy. The shape I've given it. So far. So I don't want to. Mindlessly expand it. For the sake of eyeballs. Or ear holes. Or whatever parts. And so I don't. I don't want to give it a video component beyond the um, video clips that I have put on to um, so beyond the promotional um, clips I put on to Instagram and Twitter sometimes because I don't I don't think that this is that my style takes well to a video format and that's really what it is my style of producing quote-unquote content it doesn't at some point it it became it was unedited because it became a choice for me because I wanted the like natural thought pattern to be to be undistructed and I know that, that can frustrate some of the listeners, but that's, that's the best way I think that my thoughts allowed to flow naturally. And I know that I don't always, that the podcast doesn't always benefit because of it, but I think the benefit you get from it is greater than the deficit ultimately. And I, so I'm sorry about doing this as like a Sunday edition. I just, I started thinking about the idea of like professionalizing a hobby and the value and detriment therein. And the last thing I want to say about this is, there's a real pressure from the world for you to professionalize a hobby, for you to turn whatever you love into a job. And I don't, I don't think, and they talked about this on, um, Waypoint Radio a long time ago. I don't think that that's, um, that that's really the, always the best thing. So, um, a, great way to explain it is I'm sure you've heard about NFTs lately. And I've did a lot of research into them because NFTs in my head was, oh, you can get a you can get a big amount of money finally for digital art. And that's been missing from the digital art scene is by and large, it's been difficult to convert digital art into money because it's so anybody can easily get their hands on it. But when I dove into the research, what I ended up finding was this is another encouragement to professionalize a hobby for people. You know, it's not free to make to make one of these non-fungible tokens to sell for like. Sixty-nine million dollars. As near as I could tell, you have to dump a hundred bucks then to, you know, m- make at least one. Maybe more. I'm not sure. Um, and that's because you need to pay for fees, and some a piper needs to get paid at some point. is basically the bottom line, and that's the thing that we always need that we as people always need to be aware of. If someone's saying, hey, hey, make a podcast, you know, make make a podcast, make money off this podcast, do this thing, do that thing. You know, professionalize this hobby. You know, start start playing D and D online with your friends to like fifty people. Somebody's making money off that. If it if you if you didn't have the, A, even if you did have the idea, if you didn't, if you weren't the origin point of, hey, go out and make a podcast, dumbass, in your head, then you should at least examine why you want to step into the realm of potentially professionalizing something that you've loved doing for free and many times Like in the case of my drawing, for free and mostly nobody for years. So I just wanted to kind of ramble about this because I found myself A, avoiding doing the video, doing the video component for this podcast, and B, whenever I opened it up, I just kind of like stared at it and was like, I don't know. I don't think this is right. So I wanted to provide some of my explanation, and so maybe you would know a little bit more about about where this podcast comes from. To, not the episode, the overall thing. And hopefully enjoy it more. And on that note, I have been Alex. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. If you like this podcast, you can find it in whatever app you get your podcast and subscribe in that in that very app and new episodes come out every Sunday and Thursday. Third day is more of a um review show more of a review show of a movie or show. Um what's it called? Um Sunday is more of a metatextual conversation about anime, fandom the industry, all that stuff. So on that note, I will talk to you on Thursday.